Welcome into the Future Sox podcast. My name is Elijah Evans, and I am here with another special edition prospect interview. I've got Michael Turner here today. Uh, Michael's coming off a big season in his first professional year, primarily with Winston-Salem. Um, and we're just here to talk a little about his career and everything else going on in his life. How you doing, Michael? Good to have you. Good, man. Appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, thank you. So how's, uh, how's everything wrapping up? You know, looking at this, you know, this past season, this was your first full professional season with the White Sox. Um, how did everything kind of go for you this year? Um, you had a really, really impressive season by the numbers. Um, everything that we have saw from you was really great this season. So uh, how did you feel this season and how is everything going right now? Well, I thought it was pretty good. Um, obviously, it was my first full season and transit. Uh, I, I shouldn't say transitioning, but catching it was kind of my first year of getting that many games under my belt. Um, up until college, I was actually a shortstop and pitcher. I committed to my first college as a catcher closer. And at the time, I'd never caught before. So I'm kind of, it was my first full catching season. Um, a lot of people know that. But in my first three years of college, I played a lot of third and first. So I'm pretty comfortable there still. But yeah, like I said, just kind of getting my feet wet and getting that first full season under my belt felt good. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, we're gonna I'm gonna pivot a little bit from where I was going because that's pretty incredible. Um, for people that don't know, I mean that's that's not something that's easy. I know there's there's players like you know mm-hmm. Kenley Jansen's a good example of a professional guy who yeah. came in as a, a catcher and then transitioned to being a closer eventually. Uh, but mm-hmm. there's so many different players that that switch around. But it's a lot of. Can you talk a little bit about just trying to you know learn how to catch in the last few years and really just what that development's like and then how with the White Sox you've been working on that defense because that is not an obviously it's the hardest position to learn yeah. defensively by far. Yeah, so. I mean I caught let's see my senior year at Kent State I caught probably fifty percent of the games, um, but yeah when I transferred to Arkansas they wanted me to be the full time catcher but even going through a full season there is not really your typical full season of pro ball it's a lot less games so. Yeah, I mean, the transition's been pretty good, I think. Um, guys at Arkansas helped me a lot, and I'm super grateful to them. I'm actually training there in the offseason again, so excited to get back. But, yeah, definitely learned a lot talking to Julio and Q, and, you know, they've, they're definitely helping me get more comfortable with that position. Yeah, well, we'll get back into the baseball stuff. Let's go back a little bit to to college. How was your experience? You know, you you played at two different schools, right? And the you know, obviously catching was a big difference. But how was kind of the transition from playing at multiple schools and just what you learned in college that's helped you be prepared for you know being a pro this season and and doing really well in your first year? It was good. Um, I spent four years at Kent. Still have some of my best friends of my entire life from there. I'm still really close with them. Um, but transferring to Arkansas was seriously a dream come true man they they do it right there for every sport they treat the athletes right and I have zero complaints about that place and my first offseason last year um I got back there was like 14 pro guys that go back to train I mean the new facility they have they have a locker room for pro guys to come back so they just do it right there and yeah like I said I'm excited to get back and get around those guys again yeah, and how was the how was the competition level at Arkansas kind of prepared you for minor league baseball? Because I've talked to a lot of guys who, you know, like playing in the SEC, the Pac-12, whatever mm-hmm. it might be, is like transitioning to minor league baseball doesn't feel as daunting when you've played at that level of competition. Yeah, no doubt. When I uh, when I got in the portal and talked to Coach Van Horn, he said um, SEC, like when we start SEC series, it's really comparable to double A. And I kind of yeah. not having experience in the SEC, I was like – I thought he was a little bit crazy at the time, but once I got into it and got in full swing of things, I was like, he's exactly right. And after my first full season, I mean, there's a, there's studs in low. I'm not saying that, but 
it's just every guy that they bring out of the pen in the SEC is very comparable to professional baseball. So yeah. that experience definitely helped me a lot. Um, I can't imagine going from – I mean, if I didn't have the experience at the SEC, I, it would have been a lot different, I think. That makes perfect sense, honestly. Um, going back mm-hmm. even further, you know, what was what were some of the early steps in your life? Um, just this is something that fans love to know, and it's just cool to hear people's stories. Was there mm-hmm. any moments throughout your childhood where you really figured out that baseball was just like it was your thing? Um, yeah, I mean, I've always I love I played three sports growing up. People think I'm crazy, but my <laughs> one of my favorite sports until high school was soccer. So I'm kind of a bigger guy, so nobody really believes yeah. me when I say that. But yeah, I think I seriously believe that soccer helped me become a catcher because all the footwork is just like a quick feet thing. But, um, yeah, I, I loved soccer, basketball, baseball. And I mean, I've played travel ball since I was 10 and always just, I don't know, it's, it's enjoyable and I love the competition and I honestly love the failure part of it. Like I'm kind of a perfectionist, so I want to be as good as I can in every at bat. So it's kind of a, it drives me to just get each, get better each season. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, that's a, it's a, it's a cool thing to kind of have that, you know, that background in other sports. I think it's there. There's such a thing these days about, you know, playing a sport and sticking with one sport and putting all your effort into it. But having a background in other sports, like you said, it can it can mm-hmm. help, you know, that that soccer background can can make a difference in yeah. baseball for a long term. Um, you know, flipping to to a little bit more of, you know, we talked a little bit about your defense, a little bit more on the offensive side. I don't know if you know this. This is a, a cool stat I dug up. You were the only player in the South Atlantic League with at least 50 walks that had more walks than strikeouts this season. So one of the things we've talked about in our podcast before is your, your plate approach this year was just excellent. And then throughout the season, it was something we were keeping an eye on. Mm-hmm. How do you feel, you know, what is your kind of your mindset in the box and the way that you approach at bats in order to have that really strong plate approach with a lot of walks? Um, I've always been like that. Um, my, I think it can't, my four years I had in my career, I had more walks and strikeouts. Um, I prioritize that. I don't like striking out. Um, I think, on the downside of that, it costs me a little bit of power because I'm a little bit more selective than some guys at the plate, and that's one of my goals this offseason to get a little bit more aggressive because I think I have the tools to have some more power and I have the strength to do it, I think, so too. So, yeah, I mean, going back to what you said, I'm just – I'm really patient. I don't like to chase. So, I I mean, the guys are good enough. So, when you start swinging the balls, it makes it even harder on you. So, my mindset is just make them come to me and look for a certain spot and don't miss it when they throw it. Is there any specific pitches um, that you like – you know, hitting better, like hitting worse, things you're working on, kind of adjusting to being able to hit a little bit better? For me, I've always used left field, left center a lot in my career. Um, it's kind of funny. My dad played for professional baseball for eight years, and he was honestly almost the opposite. Like he was a whole happy guy, yeah. a lot of power, and didn't use the opposite field that much, and it was one of his weaknesses. So when I was growing up, that was kind of his focus to make sure that I was good at using the opposite field. So I mean, I've put a lot of focus in that. Um, I don't want to call it a weakness, but I guess if I had to pick a spot that I didn't like, I guess I would say it would be the inner half, which, like I said, yeah. is going to be a focus this offseason, trying to get those power numbers up. But, yeah, I've always used the opposite field well, and I think that uh, I think that helps with the uh, strikeout-to-walk thing as well. Um, seeing the ball deep in the zone is just something I've trained a lot and I've became pretty good at. Yeah, that makes sense. It's really interesting you say that about your dad because um, we, you know, I knew your dad played, but it's uh, a lot of guys you see come up that had lineage in baseball have a lot of like very similar types of swings and approaches. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's fascinating. That's you have kind of, he took you the opposite direction almost to do things yeah. that he couldn't do better. Um, mm-hmm. What was that like growing up, you know, with somebody who had that, that lineage in baseball? Oh man, I can't, <laughs> he's taught me almost everything I know about the game. Um, 
I'm from a really small town. I graduated with 120 people in high school. Um, nobody from around here really plays professional baseball. So growing up with him, it was just a huge advantage to me learning all the things that he knew. It was just the little details of the game. Um, if you're not around the professional side of baseball, you don't really understand how much there is to the game. And I feel like I had that advantage from 10 years old to now that he just, he has a great baseball mind. So I love picking his mind, especially after games. Like him and my mom watched every game this year and I would call him or text him after every game and be like, what'd you see? Like, just kind of break it down for me, even if it was a good game or most of the time it was a bad game. I would really ask him like, what I do wrong? What'd you see? And go from there. But yeah, he's been a huge help. Yeah. Having that type of support system can make a huge difference just in the way mm -hmm. you develop and have throughout your career. Um, you know, looking a little bit off the field, even further, is there anything, you know, outside of baseball, um, what are some things that you are passionate about? You like to do hanging out with, whether it's with family, friends, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, I like to hunt and fish a lot. Um, I've been home for three weeks and I've deer season open. Let's see last Sunday. So I've been out there a few times. Dad actually got a nice buck. So it's been cool to be home. Um, but I don't get to spend that much time at home. So it's good to be around my family again and just catch up with everybody. I mean, they come and watch me obviously a couple times a year, but I mean, I was in Winston-Salem this year, so that's an eight hour drive. So they don't get to come that much, but yeah, like I said, good to be home. Good to see everybody. Good to catch up and get sent out to Arizona soon. So got to say goodbye. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, you know, looking towards that future, like you're mentioning, you know, what is your, kind of off season look like what is your plan i know you're heading out to arizona soon obviously uh, to work on camps out there uh what does the rest of the winter look like for you and is there any you know specific areas in addition we've already you've already kind of touched on most of it but is there anything else that you're really trying to refine and work on um, in addition to the power of the defense like we talked about yeah i'm going to i'll be in arizona the 8th the 28th 26th something like that um i'm going to come home for a couple probably two weeks just to kind of visit with everybody one more time and then off to uh, Arkansas. Um, I've been in contact with a lot of guys in the big leagues. Um, a lot of guys just got drafted last year. I'm friends with those guys, even though I wasn't on the team. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited to get back there, man. Uh, there probably will be professional guys there training every day. So good to be around them. Um, but getting back to what I'm working on, um, there's a few things catching-wise. Certain, like my setup specifically, um, just getting more comfortable doing several different things rather than just having one for most of the game. Um receiving I'm always working on um, my throws I'm just I think my throws and arms was pretty good this year I think I can be a little bit more accurate um, but from the hitting side I somebody when I was going through Kent somebody told me um, work on your strengths 60% of the time and your weaknesses 40% of the time and I've kind of gone by that a lot but I think this uh, this offseason I'm going to flip it try something different I'm going to try to really focus on my weaknesses, like I was talking about the inner half, trying to produce more power, um, but still not losing the opposite field and having that good approach. So, right. yeah, I'm excited to get back there. Yeah, it's really exciting, kind of finding finding out how to well round that game even further. Um, you mm -hmm. know, we're well, we'll finish up on this. We're we're really excited about the future of the White Sox right now. This farm system, mm -hmm. you know, took a lot of steps forward, especially at some of the lower levels this year. Um, how is it? We we've been looking through, you know, the 2022 draft class, your year last year. And there's guys like throughout the entire draft class that are performing right now and, and had big mm -hmm. seasons this year. And it's like, you don't, you don't always look at a, at a draft class and despite, you know, all of you are working incredibly hard to make it happen, but you're not always expecting to see numbers immediately from every single throughout the rounds of the draft. How do you feel about the draft mm -hmm. class that you're coming in with and just all the different guys you've been kind of training with the last year? I love it. Um, a few guys in the SEC, like I'm good buddies with Tim Oko. So uh, I love him have that 
obsessed. Uh, I knew he was going to do that. I mean, I watched it all year last year. He's he's an uncomfortable game to call against. So I'm excited for him. And there's a lot of guys that are doing really well in our draft class. And when I mean, a lot of them started in Canapolis, but when they got called up and I got to catch them, it was it was super exciting to see them do well because I feel like everybody in the draft class had a pretty good year. So it's fun to watch and be a part of for sure. Well, we're super excited to see the continued uh, development of your class and everything else going on with the White Sox farm system. We're feeling really good about it. Um, and we appreciate you coming on and talking to us and giving everybody a chance to get to know you. Yeah, man. I appreciate you having me. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it.